right, Dace, uh, this is a different episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast, and I have not shared any of this with you. You ready? You know, I'm terrified, actually. I'm, you know, but let's get it going. Actually, uh, you should be terrified. Uh, But before (laughs) I tell you what we're talking about, because we have not talked about anything, tell me the most frightened you've ever been in your life before. Um, hmm. You know, I'm not a huge fan of haunted houses. Uh, There's actually many stories, many times I've been... (laughs) But most of them have to do with me doing things I don't want to do, like going into haunted houses. You know, apparently as a younger person, I was one who who submitted to peer pressure a lot, right? So if my friends like, hey, let's go to the haunted house, I'm like, I don't really want to, but I wouldn't say anything and I would do it and be terrified. By the way, I'm also the type of person I hate roller coasters, and yet the similar peer pressure, you know, would cause me to ride the most terrifying roller coasters. And although I'm not a screamer when I get scared, I kind of lock up, clam up, and get quiet. But yeah haunted house, roller coaster, a few things like that. Those aren't, those aren't too bad for me. I think, um, one of the things I was thinking about was, uh, just a, um, a, a plane ride that I had to take. Uh, and I can think of a couple that were really <laughs> scary. I got on a plane once in Memphis, Tennessee, and I was flying to Kansas city, two relatively large cities that you would think, um, have a decent flight between the two of them. Apparently when I booked, um, it was not that. Uh, in fact, I showed up to the main airport and they directed me to the airport across the street. And that should have been my first sign. Uh, but I was going for a conference for a meeting. And so I really didn't have any other ways to figure it out. Well, what ended up happening was I get there and there's like a flight school. They are asking me, you know, how much my bag weighs. They're weighing that. There was no, there was no security. I'm not joking. And this is uh, 2016, 15, something like that. And uh, literally, they asked me how much I weigh. Yikes! To which I looked at them and said. Uh, 500 pounds because I, I asked them, I said, well, what does that matter? And they're like, well, it determines how much fuel we, we put in the plane. And that's why I was like, yeah, I weigh 500 pounds. That's, that's how much fuel you need to put in that plane. So I get on and I will tell you, uh, it was so bad. It was a little like prop plane. I literally sat with my knees touching the shoulders of the pilots in front of me. And it was, uh, so bad that I got to Kansas city and my same flight home was going to be uh, with the same airline. And I hitched a ride back to Little Rock. And my wife came and picked me up from Little Rock because I was not flying with that airline again. Wow, that is truly, for me, a terrifying story because I, I, I will agree with you. I do not like uh, turbulence. I don't like, you know, I, I enjoy travel, but I really don't like flying in general, to tell you the truth. And uh, it's kind of a necessity in our day and age. And nevertheless, though, just I guess maybe for the adrenaline rush, every once in a while, I'll get on YouTube and I'll type in the most turbulent flight, something of that nature. And I'll watch that video and my heart starts to race, you know, right. And so, and I'm thankful that I'm on the ground, but yeah, I don't know why I do that, but maybe it's an adrenaline rush for me. Well, that is uh, exciting days. And uh, hey man, so I did not prep this. I haven't given the title of this. And frankly, I don't even know where this podcast is going to (laughs) go, but here's what uh, I want to do. And you could call it. Going to crash and burn. Yeah. 
you could call it, uh, you know, confessions of a pastor, or I think what I'm going to call this is just casual conversations. There we go. And so I literally have no agenda or topic, but um, I know through our phone calls when we're not recording, uh, those have been some of the most impactful things to me. uh, And and you've even said that too. So uh, I just want to kind of go off script here and, um, and not even off script because there is not one. Um, But I just want to think through kind of like publicly, uh, what either you've been thinking about or analogy or like, what have you seen? Um, let's just like, without preaching, without kind of going, let's just talk a little bit. You good with that? Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well let's talk about something. What do you want to talk about? Well, I don't want to, you know, I don't know if you want, how deep you want to get, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing that God has been teaching me the last 10 months, I'll venture to say. And, uh, and that is, you know, the last episode we talked a bit about endurance, but no one wants to suffer. I mean, you know, I don't want to suffer on a plane that's bouncing up and down. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to suffer through camp food, right? You know, terrible camp food. And yet throughout the scripture, one of the things that God is just reminding me is, is that, man, you just learn something different. You press into Jesus in a different way when we're put in situations that we're not comfortable. And so much of our culture, Kyle, it seems to me, is based on people wanting comfort. And I'll be honest with you, my wardrobe is based on comfort. It's it's not based on color. It's not based on fashion. You know, I was wearing a a synthetic fishing shirt yesterday, and I was joking with somebody saying, you know, you know, the reason why guys wear these shirts is because you don't feel like you're wearing a shirt. It's comfortable. And so, you know, comfort, but yet in my walk with Jesus, it's just amazing how I find over and over again, God puts us, and I mean, seriously, emphatically, God puts us in situations where we may not be very comfortable, and yet he has us there. And I think there's a difference there between maybe comfort and peace. So like, yeah, I think one of the ways that the Holy Spirit um, and dwells in us is to, to offer us peace at times. Right. And yeah. so, um, but, but not necessarily comfort. And you know, as I, I yeah. talk to pastors, you know, like I want them to be peaceful. I want their, their weeks to be not at odds with one another and not have to deal with maybe infighting in the church or, or their public yeah. perception or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, but man, that's totally different than comfort. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can think about like with my life about, I, I had a little bit more comfort uh, in my previous employment uh, than yeah. I do now. But I can tell you yeah. that peace is like totally different. I and mean, I got so much peace now yeah. uh, that I want to trade it for the world. So, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, man. Well, it's interesting. You know, you know, peace is a fruit of God's Holy Spirit. Comfort, to my knowledge, I don't, I don't think it is. I, I, to, I'm, I'm not looking at Galatians right now, but yeah, Comfort is not a, a fruit of the Spirit, but yet peace is a product of God's Spirit. And now, if it's a product of God's Spirit reigning and ruling in your life, there's certain things that we have to do, that we have to believe, that we have to hold to, to experience that. And I think a lot of times earlier on in my life, when I think about the peace that surpasses understanding, you know, I think that uh, maybe I thought that somehow peace was going to spontaneously appear just, you know, God, give me peace. God, give me peace. God, give me peace. When the truth of the matter is, is that peace is a product of God's Holy Spirit inside of us. And if we want God's Spirit inside of us, we have to choose to submit and to obey God. And so I think about what you just said, 
with your previous career. Obviously, you know, financially beneficial and some stability there and, you know, which is different, you know, working for a, a large company as you did is different than owning your own business where there's a lot more, at least it seems to be on the line. And so I think it's a, I think it's a journey. I think it's a walk of faith. And when we don't know how things are going to work out and we're put in places that stretch us, uh, first of all, I think that's totally by God's design. I mean, I think God just does that to people. He's certainly done it in my life and, and it's apparent, you know, he's done it and doing it in your life. You know, God does this and we can fight that. We can resist. We can grumble and we can complain. There's so many unhealthy places we can go when we find ourselves in a place where we're not comfortable. But then there's also a way we can respond that is profoundly good and it might stretch us, but yet the result of that is just going to be so good. And I, and I think, Dace, that that's one of the reasons maybe why the the average American church or the nominal American church struggles is that uh, we've become okay with the idea of comfort, yeah. right? Yeah. And that the uh, idea that that peace is really what we should be after. Yeah. Uh, but this comfort, uh, there are a lot of comfortable churches yeah. and there are a lot of comfortable pastors that um, are, are happy where they're at. And, you know, I, I go back to the early disciples, maybe, and uh, the early, early first century church. Yeah. I can't imagine a lot of comfort there. You know, there was certainly yeah. peace in what they were doing, but I can't get my head around that anything they were doing was comfortable. Uh, and so, yeah. you know, what happens is I just think that we, and I use the capital C church, the collective church, uh, has become really comfortable in our traditions and and all this sort of stuff. And so as we're having a casual conversation here and and listeners just get to listen in on, on this, I think, man, I just I've had that heart uh, for churches and and just really this idea that, yeah, maybe maybe it's not comfort that we should be pursuing. Well, man, I can't agree with you more. And, and, and for me, I want to know that I'm on a journey where God is working. You know, that's the most exciting thing. That's the most exciting part to realize you are on a path. You are on a course as an individual that God wants you on. And I think when we focus on our own agenda, uh, we're going to have a problem there. And, and, and we're not going to be living, frankly, the life that God wants us to live. And, and so for me, in this particular season, and there's a lot of stuff that you and I haven't talked about, in particular, you know, you know, I'm about to enter into a, a period where I'm going into a sabbatical, uh, which that's a whole thing that the only way I could describe that is just just a miracle and a move of God to orchestrate that. And he's done some stuff, man, that would blow your mind. And it's just continued to blow in my mind over the past 30 days. And I was praying yesterday. I'm like, God, I do not want that to end. I'm not talking about the sabbatical. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back. But what I'm talking about is just the the fingerprints of God on my life, that, that my circumstances are not random. I, it's, it's like a divine breadcrumb, right? Man, there's something going on here. God's working. God's doing more. And man, that, that's an exciting thing when even in spite of opposition or in spite of challenges in life to know that, man, I'm, I'm doing what God wants me to do. Man, there's a confidence, there's a joy. And there is that word again. There's a peace there that really does surpass understanding. And uh, it's a cool way to live. Tell me more about that divine breadcrumb. Uh, I'm curious about that. Can you give me like <laughs> what what does that really look like? So, man, that's the 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 divine breadcrumb thing is just something, man, that's been on my 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 mind here recently because just in the past, I'll venture to say the past several months, as we've been moving towards this sabbatical, God has just over and again made clear 
you know, that this is the, the path. And a lot of times, you know, when I'm following God, it's like, okay, I think this is what God wants me to do. And then my flesh and my mind comes back in. I'm like, well, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I've gotten this wrong. And so God gives, has given me these, these little divine breadcrumbs. And one of them, the first one was when I had talked to my leadership, some of my leaders in the church about me taking a sabbatical and, you know, the guys, uh, I love them. They're, they're supportive. Uh, but they had a lot of questions and we had a good meeting. And the very next day, one of these guys is a airline pilot and he flies internationally. And the very next day, like literally like 15 hours later, he, he's a senior pilot for a major airline. He gets in the cockpit and his co-pilot, it turns out, never met the guy, was also a believer. And they struck up a conversation and their church, which was located in Mississippi, had just done the exact thing we were talking about. And so I thought, wow, you know, he sent me this text and told me what happened. And I was sharing it with some friends and it was just kind of like, hey, it's it's a divine breadcrumb. You know, God is saying, Dace, you're not crazy, man. You're on the right course. And Kyle, for the last couple of months, man, God has been doing that. And uh, the story, I don't want to lose you in the details, but it gets more complicated than that. Just that the, the God, every couple of weeks, every few months has been providing similar circumstances to reinforce the fact that I'm on the right path, which has been encouraging for me because sometimes I question myself. And sometimes I just wonder about why God doesn't give me the whole plan on the on, on the front end, you know. And so I don't know. I guess I struggle with like, has he already set forth the plan and, and I just haven't sought out uh, the scriptures or, or the reassurances of the promises of God or is because I don't think he's withholding it. Right. I, I don't know. No. No, but I, I mean, I'll tell you, here's the thing I, and I, you know, I, you know, I've always got an opinion, unfortunately, but, but here's my thought on that. Let me just say this before that first divine breadcrumb, there was six months of endurance. There was six months of me just clinging to God's promises and not seeing anything. Hmm. And I think about Abraham, I think, you know, he's given this promise, you know, you're going to have a child and there are years that go by and it's not happening. And, you know, to be real honest with you, that's not my favorite aspect of the Christian walk. (laughs) To be straight with you, I don't really like to be, I'll just even confess it. I don't like clinging to promises alone where that's all I've got. And yet everything that I'm seeing with my physical eyes and particularly the feeling of my flesh. And by the way, this is why I think God does this because we don't like it. I mean, and it's not that he's trying to torture us, but I think, I really think, you know, like my flesh does not like being out of control. I mean, it's just, it's why I don't like getting on roller coasters. It's why I do not like turbulence on airlines. I don't like being out of control. And God, a wiser guy than me, who's been involved in this whole thing says, Dace, you cannot control outcomes. I want to control outcomes. I want to be the one in charge. I want to, I want things to go my way. And you can't do that. And, and, and it doesn't mean we're not supposed to work hard. As part of our Christian experience, as you know, as a Christ follower, there's going to be times when I'm going to have nothing but the promises to cling to, and I should cling to them. And then when God gives you those little divine breadcrumbs and that 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 grace, right? You know, maybe it's just a text or somebody that encourages you out of the blue. Man, it's all the sweeter. But yeah, are we put in those situations that we just want to say no? Yeah, I think so. I think it's part of our journey. And I think that's part of where like the Holy Spirit's been working in my life mm-hmm. is that, and you know, I'm thinking of like the imagery in my mind is the, the, what's the word bridle with, for a horse. You're yeah. out there camping. I don't know what yeah. bridle. Is oh, that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You're a Texas guy. You better know this term. <laughs> yeah. 
no, is, is that bridle is that um, the more I resist, the more I turn my head, the harder it gets. And so as I've I've learned to try to listen better to the Holy Spirit as I've tried to just like acquiesce is not the right word, but like as I've just tried to uh, be more in step, uh, the less painful it yeah. has been. And so, yeah, that doesn't mean that I don't yeah. uh, giddy up. Uh, that doesn't mean that I don't uh, trot when I need to. But man, as I've like really just tried to to tune my heart to the Holy Spirit, um, it's been interesting to to see how he just um, how it's been easier. Um, and like I said, that that's yeah. comfort is not the right word, but, but peaceful certainly is. Um, and, and so uh, that's just been an interesting image in, in my mind as you're sitting here talking about it is like, man, yeah. Okay. God, I just want to just let me walk with you. Right. Um, let me trot there. So, well, the question really comes to my mind is what does God want from us? I mean, he wants us to be faithful. He wants us to be obedient in our walk. And so the question is, can I submit to God even if there's not a uh, immediate thing that's like, you know, a, you know, an apparent good that comes from it, right? You know, I'm just gonna, I'm going to submit, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust God where I'm at, even though I can't feel an immediate change. You know, that's that can be hard to do because I think, you know, Kyle, and I'm just, I, I, I'm an immature. I've been so immature in different seasons of my life. I think that I've sometimes I've thought. You know, man, if I dial it in and, and and do things this way, right? I mean, I'm a I'm kind of a perfectionist, unfortunately, struggle with perfectionistic tendencies. You know, the, the thinking there is if you do it right, you'll have success. Well, that's not always true. And um, you know, I'm gonna avoid mistakes and I'm gonna do the right things. I'm gonna do my research and do the right things so that I can avoid pain, so that I can be successful so that I can move forward. And I think God just laughs at that agenda and that thinking. And he says, first of all, I want to do something different than what you realize. Second of all, it's my plan and my will that's to be done in your life, not your little Crayola, you know, on your tablet, you know, a drawing of a cat that's got little stick legs. You know, that's not what I'm planning on doing in you. I want to do something profoundly better, profoundly great. And, and, and so yeah, man, it, it puts us in these spots. It puts me in these spots where we're not comfortable and we have to learn to get comfortable and we learn to get our comfort from Christ and we learn to to submit. And, you know, I know this is a conversation for you and me, and but, you know, if anybody's listening there, you know, we have to get comfortable with God's peace and, and not the pursuit of our comfort, uh, regardless of what's going in our life, what's going on in our ministries. And we have to learn to to patiently endure uh, so that God has the opportunity to do what he wants to do instead of me just trying to wrestle the reins away from him all the time of my life. That comment about perfection days is kind of even why I was I kind of wanted to try this type of podcast episode out was because like <laughs> we are kind of, hey, let's do this. And and I listened yeah. back to it and I'm like, man, that sound was off. That was awful. And <laughs> and then there's several times where I just wanted to throw in a towel and be like, well, not enough people are listening or it's not yeah. growing. Like, yeah. you know, and, and then like God's like, no, I've called you this, do it. And so yeah. and one of the the switches that that I'm trying to do in my personal life is just yeah. um, I don't want to say produce more content, but like yeah. It's okay to post stuff that's 
not perfect. Um, like, yeah. Like, yeah. like, I think that conversation that we had, like, I think God's going to use that to someone listening. Yeah. It's like, hey, forget perfection. And, and that yeah. doesn't mean that well, we should not strive for excellence. But sometimes I think Satan can work that way too, which is just yeah, sure. the doubt, right? And that kind of like, it comes to steal our joy, right? But just being like, yeah. oh, well, you're, you're never enough, right? I, I'm thinking about, yeah. you know, some of the conversations you and I had with Trey Dixon. So as we're sitting here like talking about it, I just kind of think that like striving for perfection, like, oh, that's like a mask that we wear, you know? And that's kind of like how I pose is like, hey, I've got all my stuff in order and I can't possibly let someone know that yeah I did I did this or, or that this wasn't good enough. So anyway, I just think that's one of the ways that that pastors and, and churches and I know we're trying to have a conversation between us, but I think that's where they kind of miss the mark sometimes. Yeah. Uh, we just try to be perfect in our programming and everything else. Yeah. Rather than being just authentic and rather than being yeah. casual, we, we try to dial it in. And what that does is it removes God working or the Holy Spirit. So well, I, and I agree. And I, one of the other things, I, you know, man, all I do is watch YouTube. That's not true. Uh, but, but I don't watch a lot of TV. So, you know, I'll catch, you know, a little by bit. By the way, YouTube. by the way, that YouTube clip you sent me the other day, <laughs> phenomenal. I didn't see it till days later when I was texting it. And I was like, what is this? Oh my goodness. Did you see um, did you see the part that said Tulsa, Oklahoma? Uh, yes, yeah. I'm aware that uh, <laughs> Tulsa has been the center of um, that movement. Hey, yes. you're a great guy, but there's some weirdos up there, man. Let me tell you. But you know what? There's weirdos everywhere. But uh, I guess that's an insensitive mm-hmm. comment. But anyway, well, on my YouTube es- escapades, that may be the wrong word, but man, let me tell you, there's a there's a travel show that I watch and a few seasons ago man, these people are just getting into what they're doing and they're making mistakes, but they're being real and authentic. Well, now they've done this for several years and now I'm watching them. I don't enjoy the show. And the reason why I don't enjoy it as much is because they're so polished. They're like polished travelers. And like, then I'm like, man, I'm not going to do, do that the way that I'm going to make mistakes. I mean, it's going to be messy. You know, we're just going to stay the course, have fun. And, you know, it's funny, I, people love, and we, this is, this is kind of the summary of a lot of thriving ministry podcasts, authenticity, you know, it's important. You know, we talked about that with Carl Walker and uh, the importance of authenticity. And I think about my own life, even my own casual viewing, man, I want to see something authentic. I can identify with that. Um, because, you know, I'm a person of many faults. We all are. And people that, you know, are out there afraid to make a mistake. Number one, those people aren't doing a whole lot. Number two, man, it's a facade. You know, let's let's be honest. And one little, one more little observation, and hopefully this will be encouraging for any of our ministry leaders and pastors listening. You know, the guy that in your mind is like killing it in ministry, and he's so successful, and he's you know got this multi million dollar budget building, writing books, and all that stuff. He's just a guy, you know. His wife has wanted to slap him on occasion. I mean, he he's just happens to be somebody that God has used in a particular way. And who's to say that what you're doing, even though you're not in the limelight, is not as, you know, as significant, right? And so, you know, don't let that mess with your mind. Just be faithful where you are uh, and, and stay at it. And to put it a different way, um, I peed once next to a guy, uh, that <laughs> ministry leader that people would know his name on this podcast. And I'll tell you, it smelled. Yeah. So 
<laughs> well, since since you went there, since you went there, I won't mention his name, but I was at a conference and there was an I went in to use obviously I was at the urinal, uh, just did my business and I turn around and right behind me waiting in line is the conference speaker who is a mega church pastor. Oh man, I wanted to reach out and shake his hand. Uh he had this <laughs> probably the, a long time to This do is that. a true story. I almost did, but he had a look in his eye. We just kind of, and number one, you know, eye contact's not a good thing. You know, I mean, for any ladies that are listening, this, you, you may not know this, but, but, you know, men, we really don't make eye contact in the bathroom. I mean, you know, right. And particularly once you turn around from the urinal and there's a line there, it's not the appropriate time to start a conversation or to shake hands. But I'll tell you, I was tempted to, but I restrained myself. Well, we will text uh, each other those names. Um, <laughs> okay. Hey, guys, we uh, hope for you that are listening, uh, somehow you made it through uh, the 20-plus minutes of this uh, episode. But <laughs> you know, we just wanted to talk, as Dace and I were talking, like I said, some of the most beneficial conversations I've had with Dace uh, have been outside of the podcast recording. And so um, we just thought we would try something different. And frankly, uh, as Dace is preparing to go on sabbatical and, and in that season, um, sometimes producing content can be uh, time consuming. And so uh, we're going to try this out. If you like it, send us an email at thedailypastor at gmail.com. It's a little bit different. and uh, Or just leave us a review. You can leave us a negative one. It's okay. Uh, but if you like it, hey, leave us a positive well, you probably should leave us a negative review for all the P stories, but maybe some of the other stuff. Absolutely. Uh, we would appreciate a positive review. Well, hey, God bless. Hope you stay in the fight. Have a great day. Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a thriving in ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor.